Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 42. A little earlier than normal, as we have a special SummerSlam and SummerSlam recap. We won't talk about the G1, because not everybody has watched the G1. Including myself, I just know who won. Um, but last night was SummerSlam, Marty, how'd you enjoy it? Uh, for the most part, I'm going to say I actually enjoyed most of the card. Um... I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch it continuously last night because um, by the time I got off work, I was watching. I think I got to I got to where uh, Randy Orton was coming out, and then I had to stop and pause because uh, I may have had to uh, go out. And then uh, I finished it the last three matches this morning. Um, but other than that, no, I, I with a couple of down moments, I thought it was a pretty solid pay-per-view. Not too bad. I'm so excited to talk about SummerSlam. I just skipped all the the information we're supposed to dole out at the beginning. Boot to the face with the number two on Twitter, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Boot to the Face. Uh, if you want to go buy a t-shirt, we're on Instagram, Boot to the Face underscore, and we're on Facebook. And you can follow Marty at A Bearded Master. And that is all the ways to get in touch with us. We are very active on the social media sometimes sometimes we're not because sometimes it's annoying but uh <laughs> SummerSlam man if, if you had to grade it just off the top of your head what would you give it I'd give it a solid B a B I was thinking a B it wasn't the best but it definitely wasn't as bad as people were making it out to be well uh, I mean it's never as bad as people make it out to be people will shit call it a fucking F when it was an A card you know um, so they did something yesterday that I was meaning to ask you about, and I forgot. Um, I don't know if you watched any of the pre-show. I still haven't watched it, but I've seen some of the stuff. First off, Edge came... Anybody that knows me knows I don't really give a shit about Edge. But Edge came back and speared Elias. That's the first time Edge has gotten physical in since that bullshit WrestleMania here in Atlanta. Like, WrestleMania 27. And that's eight years ago. Um... They ran the angle with Rowan and Buddy Murphy and Roman Reigns. I don't think Roman showed up, but they ran that angle. So are they going, you think this is just, they were in Canada, Edge was there, and they needed filler? Or do you think they're going to start having news break on the pre-show to get you to tune in? I think they're going to start having more stuff on the pre-show. Um, and actually, I'm glad you. I, I met, wanted to talk about this yesterday um, when we're talking about NXT. Um, Beth Phoenix, uh, her on the announce team for she NXT. Yeah, but you know what? I'd rather listen to her. There was, I mean, there's moments where she doesn't like quite finish her statement and kind of doesn't like finish it properly. Oh, but I, uh, I'd rather listen to her talk than Don't listen to it. Renee Young. Don't you dare. Then listen to Renee Young. I'm sorry. I, I mean, have... here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have Beth Phoenix who's actually talking wrestling, 
and you have Renee Young, you're stupid, Graves. Like, what? That's your fucking drop line right there? Like, that's what you're going to go with? Fuck. All right. I have done a complete 180 on Renee Young when she first I, got there. I love Renee, and I was I was supporting her when they announced it. And I'm not saying she's horrible. I'm saying that the Sounds call, like the play, the play by play call that Beth Phoenix gave on NXT, I felt was a better play by play. And given obviously Renee's not meant to be play by play, but her her commentating is more entertaining to listen to than Renee Young bantering with Corey. I disagree. I think Renee drops a lot of one-liners that people don't pick up on. And if you if you pay attention to it, I think she's funny. Uh, Renee's not a wrestler. That spot is reserved usually for a former wrestler or some kind of actual sports broadcaster. And that's not her. They put her in there. And I was on the team of, I don't think she deserved to get it. And I thought everybody overhyped her to begin with. And now everybody's shitting on her. And I'm like, actually, she's gotten a lot better than she was when she started out. So you got to kind of give it time. But I would take that's her not, over Beth that's Phoenix. Not, that's anytime. not the first time you've switched like that. So you're just as fickle as the universe. Well, that's... I'm sorry. That was uncalled for. I apologize. It's a bit unfair to be honest I was, with you. I, was, <laughs> I apologize. I'm only three beers in. I'm sorry. Oh, it's going to be one of those people, ladies and gentlemen. We've got you know people, what? We've there got was, people I, wanting you to be more I, drunk I got, on the show. I got called out twice in the last couple of days, so okay. I feel I have to live up to something and give what the people want. I'm just saying. That just goes to show you that clearly I'm always drunk on the show because nobody even comments on when I'm drunk. You they know, just, and, and the fact that breaking news, I don't know if it's true. I've only seen it a few places, but apparently Austin's supposed to be on Raw tonight. Via so. Skype. Oh, is it Skype? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. So I wonder if people are going to uh, boo him like they did The Rock when The Rock started doing Via Satellite. What kind of weak-ass shit is that? Austin. <laughs> Austin came back for the reunion. Now they can't get rid of that motherfucker. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, son. I'll just, I'll just go ahead and Skype on in. I hope he's having technical difficulties like he does on his podcast. That is... And I'm not shitting on his pocket. I love his pocket. That is so funny to me when him and Ted go back and forth about the bullshit that's happening with his podcast is hilarious. And for people that have a podcast, you feel exactly what he's feeling because you know that technical difficulty shit happens all the time. Anyhow, the pre-show Edge came out. Elias, just a glorified jobber now. He's like the Brooklyn Brawler with better clothes. It's fucking stupid. Fucking hate it. Like... I am an Elias fan. I like Elias. Um, I think he's, for who he is, what he's supposed to be doing, I think he does a great job at it. But they they fuck him over so much. He is like a glorified jobber, and that sucks. You and everybody else that loves Elias that want to walk with him, y'all walk y'all's ass straight to the pre-show and watch him here on out. I will, because I'm going to start... I'm gonna start. The nice thing is, I can wear my walk with Elias shirts before the main event, and then change my shirt out. Put who I'm following. They're not the ring card. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Uh, oh, speaking no, of main event, he was on the he was on the main card last night. Also, yeah, getting his ass kicked. Speaking of the main event or the the show main event, I saw a little. Uh, We're not going to talk about, about the iconics. We're not going to talk about the iconics. No. Uh, I Alexa Bliss looking like Buzz fucking Lightyear. I to love the rescue. Some, I love yeah. me some Alexa. Yeah, Alexa. I may, so, I may, I may have been watching the Alexa Bliss 365 earlier. 
um, on the network. Uh, yeah, I love that girl. I don't care what anyone says. Hmm. The Kofi uh, 24-7 I watched last night. That was pretty I good. was watching a little bit of that earlier, too. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying about main event, I saw a post five years ago today. Kofi and Rollins were on main event one-on-one. And now they're both the champions of the brand. That's crazy to me. That just that right there should tell all these fans that are always bitching and complaining about their favorite wrestlers getting screwed over. Just relax. Like maybe the timing's not right. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't have wanted Kofi to be world champion back then because him suffering for eleven years, like he said in that documentary, made this year way more special than than anything I can remember. I was in the building for Cody beating Dusty Rhodes. I mean, Dusty Rhodes. Wow. For Cody beating Nick all right. August, uh at All In. And that was probably the coolest thing I've been part of live. But watching Kofi win that belt at WrestleMania is probably the coolest thing I've seen in wrestling. Just the that was up there. I, honestly, I think it surpassed the yes movement from Daniel Bryan for the I run that it, it had. Abs- it absolutely did. Um, being there for WrestleMania to watch that. The the electricity in that building was amazing. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I I hold that up higher than anything with the Yes movement and the Daniel Bryan. Um, yeah, I, I just do. Um, I agree with you on that. And then before we get to SummerSlam, we got a little breaking news. Just came across the wire. AEW has signed Jim Cornette's favorite wrestler, Orange Cassidy. Um, I don't know a lot about Orange Cassidy. I know I saw him in one of the battle royals, and I thought he was lame. Uh, but I'm an old guy, so I'm sure people are gonna love it. I I just don't I don't get it. Uh, He's um he uh, does a lot with Shakara too, right? Oh, shit, I don't know. So I, at least I think he did. So I mean, I think we all know who's gonna be on on support with that one. Like I said, I don't I don't know a lot about him. I know he's popular, um, and I know yeah. he'll fit right in in AEW. So good for I'm them. Just I'm with AEW. Like I'm really trying to waiting to see what they're gonna do with this because they're gonna be going to TV and AEW. They got a lot of they're getting a lot of uh, people on their card or on their roster, but it's still their roster is still made up of a core group of guys who are friends and like they started together. So. Are they going to be running through TV like as a as a click, or are they going to like break away from reality and be feuding with each other eventually? Because when you have six guys running this program and then they're best friends and basically them against everybody else, I feel like that's going to get boring over time. And I'm just talking. I know I'm just looking too much into this and looking farther down the line. But I've just, I just, this has been on my mind the last few days as we're getting closer and closer. And um, they now, you know, they announced Dean versus Kenny for All Out. Um, and so I don't know. It's just I was just kind of like, what What are they gonna do? Like, are they gonna like eventually like just go their separate ways and not necessarily be the elite and just be performers and, and let that storylines break out however they go, or are they gonna stay together the entire time? So no, that'd, be, that'd be like that'd be that'd be like DX being the the roster, and that's all they're doing, just them against everybody. Or the next, you know, the other fifteen guys for a whole year. I don't know. They haven't actually, since they've done AEW, they haven't, like, came out as a faction. They come and do their little curtain call at the end. So I wonder if there's yeah, something to they've been, it. Yeah, they've but been, they've been doing shows together everywhere else, though. Yeah, but not in AEW. 
Um, well, I mean, well, technically AEW really hasn't been doing anything yet, so they've only had a couple shows. You know what I mean? So but I like, wonder, like the like the Bucks and Kenny have been doing shows the last few weeks together. Yeah. Uh, Cody obviously hasn't. Cody hasn't really been around. I haven't seen Cody do much at all, actually. Um, maybe I'm just not haven't been paying that close of attention, but I want heel Cody. Like yes, I want that yes. was. When Cody versus Kenny it was all that was going on, that was, I was just like, about to bring that up. That was some of the most Cody. intriguing shit with them and the way they use social media and the way they use being the elite and all that stuff tied in and Cody trying to get everybody to think he's the leader of the Bullet Club and then even the stuff with the firing squad, how they came into play in San Francisco, like that entire thing was fantastic and it was like a year long. And now, and look, I, there, there was there was literally three factions making up this super faction. It was ridiculous. Yep. And uh, I'm gonna, damn it! I guess I can't talk about that either because you haven't watched G1 because there's I a new member about, of the Bullet Club. I, I know who the new member is, so that's okay. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't know the winners or what like that, but I do know who the new member is, so we can go there. I know that already. The new member of the Bullet Club, you're going boy. from going going from nowhere. To the peak of the mountain. Hot damn. Hideo Atami himself (laughs) is now in the Bullet Club. Too sweet. Um, That's that's a big deal for New Japan. It is. Uh, New Japan has just... I know they're in Japan, but they have just blown Ring of Honor so fucking far out of the water now. Like, to the point where I don't even think they're working with Ring of Honor anymore. They're like, you know what? We're good. I mean, and to go back on that, it's not even just New Japan. Like, Bullet Club basically destroyed the elite. Yeah. The, I mean, not the, the elite, but the Bullet Club. Like, if you look at, like, after the elites broke away, the elite hasn't been part of Ring of Honor since December. So, since December, it's been the Bullet Club. It's been the Firing Squad. It's been GOD. They have, you know, they have literally dismantled. Ring of Honor. Uh, I mean, them, the Briscoes, and to the point where you're listening and talking about the Briscoes, and you're not even talking Ring of Honor when it comes to the Briscoes. You know what I mean? And it's just like they, New Japan, obviously, uh, a supercard. Um, they had a lot of the obviously back and forth, there's a lot going on there, but I feel like Bullet Club destroyed Ring of Honor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ring of Honor, Sinclair destroyed Ring of Honor with his refusal to. Get them on a real network on a real time slot and consistently. Yeah, and and I feel bad for Matt Taven because Matt Taven is a good fucking world champion, and he's getting the blunt of the blame right now, or the brunt of the blame, I should say. And it has blunt. nothing to do with him. Like to be honest, I said when blunt. I t- that was a shout out to Dez up at Talk Mania. <laughs> when when I tune in, I'm tuning in. Uh, I mean, one because you know Marty, but. Because of Taven, I, I'm a Taven, I'm a Taven guy, you know, and it sucks at the way his like his reign has been because it's been essentially on the downfall of the organization, and they're gonna look at the champion at that. It has nothing to do with him, and because if, if it had been lethal, they would be looking at lethal for that too. And it's like these guys are two of the best performers in the world. It has nothing to do with them. It has to do with the organization. There's a reason why TNA keeps going the way it did. It wasn't because of the talent. It was because of the management. Simple as that. You know what I love? I love the fact that we went from WWE pre-show to AEW to New Japan to Ring of Honor. Hell, let's talk about Impact. 
AEW, we're talking about ADD. We talking about? Yeah, let's talk about Impact while we're at it. Uh, <laughs> okay, Tessa Blanchard. A... Tessa's the best female wrestler. In... Well, no, I can't even say that anymore. I think EO's got her. Um, I don't think yet. I don't think she does yet. The reason why Tessa's been doing it at a higher caliber for a longer period of time consistently and at different aspects against men and women, I don't I, I think if you put EO in a match with a guy, it's not I'm not into it. Right. I, I don't count the stuff she's I doing. Know, I know you don't, but it. I know you're not. But Tessa, she's she's not. It's not going in, and she's not going in and just getting. I don't know. She is looking convincing in those matches, and she's doing well all the way across the board. Um, Io is only really. She's been. She's had her moments over the last couple of years, but really started really coming into her own over the last few months, and. When you look at that, that's like saying like Tessa. She's coming to her own in America, but EO's been the shit for years. I, no, I know that, but we're I'm talking main stage right now, and Impact's not main stage. Tessa is. Yeah, okay, I give you that one. I give you that one. I'm just when, saying, you know, if, if there's one, if there's one wrestler right now bigger than the company they work for, it's her. I'll give you that. Well, one. well, not. I mean. Per, uh, Marty's bigger than Ring of Honor, but you know, just is he though? He is. Come on, man. Is he though? The fact that he's he's all over the place. Although, yeah, but if he was so much although, bigger than Ring of Honor, will, they have they have I more than seventy five people at one of their biggest shows. I will say, with everything that's going on with Ring of Honor, though, it is it is affecting the villain enterprise also, though. Like yeah. the 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 eyes on that. Um, ever since the flip announcement, it's just kind of gone. This is the same way that the organization has, and it's not because of them. I mean, we were talking five months ago how Marty's probably the biggest up, up and coming and rising star in the world. We said and that yet, on this show, and yet right now it's like, what you know, after Nick Aldis, it was that was a great match, and then the announcement and the lead up to, uh, well, his uh, the junior weight, and then with the fourth member Enterprise, like. It was all great. It was all up and a rise. And then all of a sudden, Ring of Honor just fucking just dropped the ball. And everything that they're attached to is failing. And it's ridiculous. Well, since you just brought up the best world heavyweight champion in professional wrestling, Nick Aldis, let's go ahead and talk about it. Because I don't think we've talked about this since. I mean, we haven't, mentioned, and we haven't mentioned NWA yet. So why not yeah. as well? And we haven't. I don't think we've, we've uh, spoke this. since they announced that they're going back to television and they'll start recording in the fall right here in Atlanta, Georgia. So when those tickets go on sale, I will be at my local box office, a.k.a. my iPhone. And uh, I may have to come out for that because, um, I mean, if NWA is uh, they're going to be there. I mean, that means that Camille's going to be there, right? So The Brick House. Just saying. In all I, her glory. Might have to make that trip. Man, you have turned this podcast into trash TV, and I love it. But yeah, I mean, that's I'm not complaining. That's great news from the NWA, though. Um, their last couple shows they put on were really good. I don't know if they'll be able to keep up with weekly television or not, but I'm excited for it. They got really good wrestlers. They got a really good world champion. Billy Corgan seems like he's serious about bringing the NWA back to somewhat of prominence. Uh, if they can, if they can get past ROH and get up there with past Impact and and be competing with New Japan for
for the third slot, that would be huge for the NWA. And trust me, there's enough older wrestling fans my age and older than me that are cheering for the NWA to make a comeback. So I think, uh, and then it's just another place for everybody's favorite wrestlers to go and still be on TV. Just, I just, I just throw it out there. Like, look at the big organizations and look at the world champions of all of those groups. We have, we have Seth, we have Kofi, we have Matt, we have Nick Aldis, we have Okada, and we even got Brian Cage. Like, could you imagine a turn like a, just a round robin like tournament with all six or all five of those guys just going back and forth and having matches with each other? It'd be, It'd be fun. A, That'd be a fucking fantastic card right there just to watch them go at it with each other. Like a King of the Ring kind of thing with yeah. just world champions. Yeah. Like, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. When, you, when WWE 2K20 comes out, you create all the motherfuckers and do it there. You can stream it on Twitch. I might have to. I haven't really had any content on there yet, especially since I stopped doing some other shows. <laughs> And that was uh, your non-WWE talk. So now we're going to get into SummerSlam recap. Uh, again, this is a special edition of Boot to the Face. And we are going to recap SummerSlam. And I'll try to stay in order, but I will probably get lost along the way. Marty? Are we, we going to stay in order as far as the way the matches happened? Yes, I'm going to try okay. to. I have, I mean, I had the list right here. We can go. I have the list in order. Well, I already know how it opened. It opened with Canada's new hero, the man Becky Lynch and Natty Nightheart in a submission match. And uh, who'd you pick for this match, Marty? We had Becky across the board. We had Becky across the board. Um, and I'm going to go first and I'm going to eat some crow right now. This might have been Natalia's best match in like five years. It was. She did a. I mean, I I was actually entertained and and bought into this match. Uh, we know we both as much as we both love Becky. We both know Becky isn't the best wrestler in the world. We know nope. that. It's 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 simple as that. Not you know, and, and Natalia, she uh, I had some very choice words and opinions about her on our pre-show, um, our prediction show. But this match, so it, it's not like, oh, well, Natalia looked good because of Becky Lynch. Well, we both know that's not true. Um, I actually was 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 surprised that they both put on such a great match. Um, it was over ten. It was over ten minutes too. I wasn't expecting it to be that long of a match, but I thought it was actually a pretty solid women's match uh, to start. And I'm not saying that women's is you know not you weren't expecting that. I'm just saying the fact they went with the women's match to start the, the card off. Um, but that was a pretty solid match to start the card. And I thought it was a great match. And and I thought that Natalia really surprised me in what she did throughout that match. It was a it was I a great still, match. I, I still don't want her on TV much longer. Just uh, I think too. Becky for her title run needed a match like that where it wasn't full of Lacey Evans not being in the right spot or Becky going to kick her and her being three feet away and stuff like that. Just it was physical. Uh, they beat the hell out of each other. Becky was talking shit. Natty was talking shit. The crowd was fully behind Becky up until she slapped that sharpshooter on. <laughs> and then Canada turned heel on her. And they weren't trying to have that shit anymore. Um, we put polls she, up. She had that shit deep, too. 
She had that <laughs> fucking thing locked in. We put uh, polls up. I, by the way, I want to get to this point before I forget it. I liked how in this submission match, there was no rope breaks. And they were letting them put submissions on even outside the ring, and oh, you had to get out of it. Turnbuckle and shit, like yeah, holy, I that sharpshooter on the turnbuckle was great. Cool. Um, so I I really like that little added nuance. That I don't think they've ever done that before. I I, I, I was trying when they announced that there was no rope breaks. I was like, yeah. submissions match. How is there no rope breaks? Right, right. I'm right. good with this. And so when they were slapping stuff on each other, I was like, oh, you. Like you got to get out of it. There ain't no damn. There ain't no grabbing referee. Like you got to get out of it. Um, (laughs) But we put polls up on Twitter about every match, so we'll we'll release the the results of those as well. Eighty one percent of people voted for Becky. Nineteen percent thought Natty was going to win that match. That well, we do have Canadian followers, and that was probably Dez and J Bomb. Just just yeah, but they're they're Canadian. They're not stupid. They knew good and hell well Natty wasn't going to win that match. Uh, what's the next match on the docket, sir? The next match is a minute 50 second match because that's what he does best. Under Old two minutes. Berg. Goldberg Old versus Ziggler. Uh, uh, yeah. 91% of Twitter said Goldberg was going to win. Yeah, and I, I went the opposite. I thought this was going to be Ziggler getting the match. And like I said, they were going to give one legend a, ch- a win. And I picked the wrong legend to get the win. Um, but Goldberg f- fucked him up. I thought he broke him in half. Holy shit. <laughs> we, Twice. When we said our two picks were different, you were like, I could be swayed on Kofi. And I was like, no. Well, I'm not going to be swayed on Goldberg and Ziggler. And you were like, yeah, I guess so. And this was why. Everybody knew this was going happen Ziggler and then Ziggler kept talking shit like what was he doing <laughs> I, I thought he was gonna like he got his ass beat in the match and he got his ass beat and I'm like alright maybe he's gonna talk shit he's gonna get some revenge and just fucking like beat the shit out of Goldberg now cause the match is already over and Goldberg got the win so now he's fuck him up and nope that didn't even happen I thought somebody was I'm trying to think like who's gonna come I knew I, it, wasn't it was like really. maybe Drew was gonna come out or something I'm yeah, like maybe they're gonna reunite and, and that didn't even happen. I'm like, fuck, dude. If Drew came out, could you imagine? Like, if Drew were to, because if Drew were to came, I was thinking at the end towards them. I was like, maybe Drew comes out, and then that starts something with Drew and Goldberg, and that would be a master you could be able to buy in more, and then that could be a, a, a story that gets, uh, that get lets Goldberg put McIntyre over, and but we didn't get that either. We didn't get we didn't get Drew McIntyre at all. Or Roman, huh? Or Roman. Oh, Roman. I like it. Uh, even though somebody stole my idea, we'll just throw that out there. It's I think the first time it's happened. No, it's not, Joe. Uh, I think, and I'm not talking about, uh, what's Joe's Twitter name that fucks with us a lot? Smartass Heel Joe. I'm not talking about him. Is it Smartass Joe Heel or Smartass Life Joe or something? Yeah, I'm talking about the other Joe with the bullshit Ultimate Warrior face paint character on it. Let's just go ahead and say it. You're fucking idea thief. I mean, did he even fucking give you ten minutes? No, it was like seven minutes, I think. Anyhow. Oh, oh shit. My alert went off. He just posted. Let me yeah. let me count to ten before I repost. Yeah, because I got four times the followers, so I'll make it seem like I came up with something cool. Uh, anyhow. I just thought towards the end of the night it would be cool if Roman ran out and beat the shit out of Seth 
and people wondered why. And then tonight, they show Seth as the one behind the wheel of the car. That would have been great, uh, but it didn't happen. I should have been the one on the cover with Becky. Yeah. Not you, Roman. I saw how you cheers with my woman in that video. Y'all going on tour and whatnot all around the country. All of a sudden, she got her hair straight, pulled back out of her face now, looking at you all lovingly with that Irish accent. I see that shit. So I tried hey, to kill Seth. you. Hey, Seth, want to know what hair ties you use to pull that hair back? Ooh. You're welcome. Let me see if I can find it on the floor. <laughs> That's some dirty shit. They said they was getting more mature. Why not? Uh, I believe uh, the best match was the best in the world versus Kevin Owens next. Is uh, that the next match? No, no, no. The next match was the U.S. Championship, AJ and ah, Ricochet. And gotcha, 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 gotcha. I don't I, – I, I've seen other things. I don't know how accurate this is. I, I'm calling bullshit because I don't think that this motivation for his costume was fucking a chair. Um, no, it was uh, the suit. It was fucking the, Nightwing. It was fucking yeah. Nightwing out there. And he, I, I liked how he had the R, obviously, for Ricochet, but the R was in the exact same writing as Robin. And I'm like, this motherfucker went full Batman artist right now. What? All right. I dig it. I like the Nightwing costume. That's cool. I, li- I like it. So if I remember correctly, which I normally don't, we both picked AJ. Yes, sir. And 79% of Twitter picked AJ. And I will say this about this match. Uh, I didn't watch most of it. Because I had to come eat dinner with my family. But if I'm Ricochet, this man can't pay me enough to put a shirt on if I got abs like that. You kiss my ass. I am not putting a shirt on. I'm going to church wearing nothing but baby oil if I had abs like that. Yeah, but the thing is there, I because of Ricochet, I'm pretty positive that that was his decision. Oh, I know. But still. He's I'm, a I'm just guy. saying he's a dummy. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm, yeah. Nope. I um, mean... I'm just throwing it out there. You don't see fucking Finn Balor walking on the t-shirt right. ever. He needs, to take, he needs to take a page out of Finn Balor's book and just be like posting stuff to social media where he's laying around sleep with no shirt on and yeah, baby oil spills over him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I did see the ending of this match was fantastic. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Casey told him to put his shit together and like start covering his ass up. And I'm not going to lie. Casey came to me and told me to do something. I'd be like, yes, ma'am. You said cover his ass up. That was a good pun. Uh, <laughs> the finish to this match was fantastic. I don't understand why the uh, Marissa and Summer and and uh, Ryan keep beating the shit out of Ricochet like that after the match. Somebody's got to come help him eventually. Well, you know why they beat him down. If you can't beat him, you join him. We already called it. Give, I give. I I will join the club. I mean, just saying. Speaking of, did you see see them offer Finn Balor help against Bray Wyatt? No. I believe it was on the pre-show. They ran up on Finn Balor backstage and was like, if you need help, you know where to go. Oh, snap. So I wonder if Bray Wyatt is going to go after them now that Finn Balor's out of the way. Well, I, I do think I, – obviously, this is the, the Twitterverse that's out there. That, uh, reports are announcing that Balor's going to be going on gone for a couple months, um, which is perfect. I hope he does go away for a few months because I hope he comes back as a heel. And I hope he comes back and they don't announce him returning and he comes back to the aid of the club in a heel manner. And that would be fantastic. We just want everybody to turn heel. Well, the fuck, man? The ones that we want to turn heel are the ones that need to be heel. 
We've seen Balor as a as a Balor became famous for being the leader of a heel faction. Are they really heels though? And they're the most popular fucking faction in the world. Yes, NW NWO was was a fucking heel faction, and they were the number one for a long no, time. The NWO Wolfpack was the most popular. NWO got shit thrown at them all the time. Yeah, but everybody fucking loved NWO. I didn't. Fuck. I didn't man. say okay. Well, WCW guys then apparently didn't, but everyone else that fucking was watching did. I hated the NWO just because it was you know WCW and it was Hulk Hogan. I really didn't give a shit about Hollywood Hogan. Um, I was pissed because Diesel was there because I I liked Diesel when I was younger. Uh, but same way DX DX was a heel faction, but people no, they fucking weren't. loved them. Bullshit! They're going against the fucking boss. That makes they were going against the nation of domination. Uh, That's how they started. They became big when they were going against the 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 authority. When they were going against the man, they became big when they were going against Austin. And then Michaels got hurt, and then they turned face when Nation of Domination came around, they started going with them. So you're right. They started out as heels when it was Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Right. And China and Rick Rude. And, and Rick Rude. And then I mean, they started... I mean, you can't you cannot be a heel faction with Rick Rude there. Let's be honest. You also here. can't be a heel when you come out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Generation X proudly <laughs> brings to you sense. it's WWF Tag Team Champions of the World! The Road Dog, Jesse James. The badass Billy Gunn. It's been 25 years and you still remember it. You telling me the motherfuckers are heels? Hey, fucking Kevin Owens is a heel and people love him. Just say People fucking... You know what? It goes a different different topic that's not wrestling related. People love suck. People are backwards. This is, this is what it is. People people cheer for Becky Lynch. They tried turning Becky Lynch fucking full-blown heel a year ago. And people fucking loved her. She's a face. That had, more to, that had more to do with her than it did heel and face. We can we can look at all the heels over the last couple years, and the heels have been some of the biggest following than anybody else because people love what they're not supposed to love. Well, I mean, have you turned the news on lately, Martin? People are pieces of shit. I mean, that's, that's why they love heels now. People are shitheads. I mean, I mean, AJ Styles is a heel. People love AJ Styles. I mean, I don't, and I live in Georgia. I mean, I do, but then again, people, Charlotte Flair is a heel. Well, no, people fucking love Charlotte. I, I don't know why, but they. I didn't say everybody, motherfucker. I said people. <laughs> I don't appreciate your tone right now. To be honest uh, with you. How about the Nature Boy and the Street Profits yesterday? Woo! I fucking loved it, and I, I, I'm not. Yeah, everyone knows where <laughs> I stand with Ric Flair. The <laughs> <But laughs> <laughs> Street Profits, and them going back and forth, and Will and Dylan, Jet flying. And I'm like, oh shit! I'm getting into this some bitch right here real quick. Oh man, that was fantastic. That was did um ah uh, fucking uh did did he fuck uh not Dawkins uh, did he Ford, fucking did he Ford. yeah Ford did he drop the elbow too like off screen right there also no Flair like kicked him Flair kicked him I think Flair kicked him and then Flair dropped the elbow on him or maybe he did drop no the elbow. I think he dropped the elbow like yeah. off screen and you could barely see him drop down you then see him fall. And then you see Flair put his elbow up like he's about to drop it on him. And then they like cut out screen. I'm like, oh shit, that was awesome. Why couldn't they show that shit? Yep. Uh, speaking of Ric Flair, because we're just all over the place, it was announced today that 
the very first episode of SmackDown Live will basically be a Raw reunion all over again, only this time Sting will be there. Because oh. Sting was such a frequent superstar on SmackDown <laughs> that he's coming to the SmackDown reunion, the 20th anniversary. Because he just... He he was Mr. SmackDown for so many he years. Had, he has so many great SmackDown moments. My God. I, I don't know how we got through the 2000s without him. It was that time when he called out the Giant and he was high. And the Giant was smoking a cigarette and Sting slapped the shit out of him. There was that match where he fought Macho Man on... Uh, wait, that was WCW Thunder. But Sting was never on SmackDown. Oh, that's right. That's right. But you know who... So you know The nice thing about Sting being there on SmackDown... Is because he'll be there on SmackDown when somebody won't be there on SmackDown. Um, the Jabroni yep. beaten. Pieing. Oh, Eyebrow raising, trailblazing. Fuck you, Dwayne. Strong as a bear, fast as a buck. The biggest thing to hit Wisconsin because the Packers suck. The Rock. Wow. You fucking went there with it. <laughs> you fucking went there with it. All right. Fucking $40,000 man down there. He ain't going to do shit this year. Forty million. Forty million. Pay he, ain't worth, man. he ain't Give worth forty thousand million. Give Dak all the money. All of it. Maybe he get that chip tooth fixed. They talking about man, he's gonna get that shit like fucking trademark like Michael Strahan style. Come around looking like Gangrel next year. <laughs> What's the next match? Way <laughs> the fuck off topic. Uh, we got Bailey Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, this was so boring. I was so uh, disappointed. It was so horrible. It really was. Because I like Ember Moon, and I thought she should have won the title. I I actually thought that this was the perfect time for her to get the title. Who did we pick? Uh, we both picked Ember Moon to win. And fifty three percent of Twitter. Disagreed with us. And they, picked they, want, Bailey. they picked Bailey's ass to win. Not Bailey. They picked her ass to win. I mean and if you if you put a poll up Bailey versus Bailey's ass, I'm telling you which one I'm voting for. You just said a poll and Bailey's Bailey's ass. You're a pervert. Uh Brent White's creeping me out on your TV right now. I just saw it on the double screen. We gotta like, talk about so, that. So that that right there. When we get to that match, we got to talk about that. That motherfucker was creepy. Um, Bailey and Ember Moon in a snoozer. This is this is the part of the night where Canada decided to go Canadian and start drinking Molson Ice, getting drunk, and acting a damn fool. Because after this match, they pretty much ruined the rest of SummerSlam. Like, I turned the volume down. Because sometimes a crowd can make a match or a show, and a crowd can definitely break it. And they tried their best to break SummerSlam last night. And again, I thought it was a good show. Um, what's the next match? Um, the best in the world! Shane! That's, That's pretty good. McMahon! Yeah, well, Kevin 85% said Kevin Owens would win. And I believe 100% of Boots to the Face picked Kevin Owens also. There ain't much to say about this match except the fact that, man, Elias is a jobber. <laughs> fucking sucks, man. I fucking love Elias. And he did, yeah. That, and I'm not, that was a pretty, I like, thought that was a pretty decent match. You know uh, what I didn't like about it? What's that? 
Did you watch Roman versus Shane? Yeah. Shane got so much offense in against Roman, and KO pretty much kicked his ass all night and kicked Elias's ass all night. Yeah. And just toyed with him. And you trying to tell me KO is a better motherfucker than Roman Reigns? I mean, I know you can't compare them match to match, but what was the point of letting Shane get so... If anything, Roman should have dominated Shane, and Shane should have snuck out the win with help of Drew McIntyre. Shane beat the shit out of Roman Reigns that match. Uh, I didn't like that. You know what I did like? Is that we didn't get a high spot from Shane. Mm. I love that. They had to save it for the best wrestler in the world. We'll talk about him later. That is true. Um, no, so but no, other than that, I thought I, you know, obviously it's kind of irritating the fact that they've let McMahon, Shane get over everybody in the fucking roster, including Roman, um, just to have Kevin Owens because the way they do it, it's like, oh, Kevin Owens is basically the best wrestler on the on on the roster because he's the one that can get over Shane, um, the only one to get over Shane this year, my 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 you, um, but Kevin Owens is on SmackDown. Roman Reigns on SmackDown. I don't know. Maybe we'll see something there, but I guess not because Kevin. You know what? Here's the thing: Kevin Owens beat Shane, and tomorrow night Kevin Owens is going to be a heel again because he'll be going up against somebody else now. Uh, breaking news: Buddy Murphy on Twitter has challenged Roman Reigns to a match tomorrow night, and Roman has accepted. Well, I don't know. Is him and Bliss still together? I don't know. Mrs. Mrs. Mr. Bliss is about to get his ass beat. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. You know you what? Would, like, you, you, know, think... you know what? Hold on before you go on. What wouldn't surprise me is if this whole bullshit with, Ro, with Rowan and Buddy isn't a setup for the three of them to come out and just beat up Roman. It would be, this has so much potential to be so good, and it's going to be so awful. Because if that's how it turns out, that Buddy Murphy teams with Daniel Bryan and Rowan to try to end Roman Reigns' career. Fucking gag me with a spoon. Next match was Trish versus Charlotte, correct? Yep. What are your thoughts on this match? This match went 16 minutes. This is actually, I think, by five seconds, the second longest match on the card. 90% 90% of Twitter picked Charlotte. I mean, they, they'd be smart. Obviously, I didn't go. I went a different route. Uh, if I had gone being smart, I would have picked Charlotte also, but I went a different route. Who did I pick? We both picked Trish. I picked Trish? Wow. Did I really? Yeah, we both picked Trish. We both picked Trish. Because you said um, they were going to give a Canadian a win, and it wasn't going to be Natty. Yeah, and they made both the women from Canada tap out. Fuck yeah, they did. Wow. So, basically, they were running down SummerSlam, and they were like, yeah, Becky's going to beat Natty, and Canada's going to be a submission match. She's going to make her tap out. Charlotte was like, what? Becky's just going to beat a Canadian chick in Canada? Like, I want to fight a Canadian in Canada and make her tap out. And they were like, oh, let's call Trish. See if she's picked the kids up yet. It was a good match, though. It was probably Trish's best match since. Oh, Trish looked. It was Trish's best match since her feud with Mickey James because she hadn't had many great matches. There was a a few moments was like, oh, that sucks. 
But that that was for Trish Stratus not being a wrestler for the last you know ten years. That was a pretty damn good match for her against Charlotte at you at that. And I hate to break it to people, it wasn't all Charlotte. Trish no. did her damn part in that match. Absolutely. So we one if one thing if we're not one thing, Marty, we're objective, regardless of how we feel about people when they do oh, well. I- I, I think people truth. know that. I think people know that because there's wrestlers we fucking hate and despise. Yet we fucking give them credit where it's due. Everyone knows my feelings on Ric Flair, and yet I still shout about all the time. There you wow. go, Peteropolis. There's a positive right there. The shade on Ric Flair. Good lord! I tell you what, if it gets hot here in Georgia, I'm gonna go stand next to Ric Flair because he's got plenty of shade from your ass over there. Good lord! Next matchup on the docket was. Next match was the WWE Championship. Wait a second. It's not how you do it. The next match was for your WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Did you see Kofi hit that lady in the head with a pancake? <laughs> yes, the one on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> You're sitting in the front row. Look alive, lady. It's just like being at a baseball game when New Day's out there. A foul ball might pop you in the face if you're not paying attention. And she got hit in the face with a pancake. Um, I thought this match was good, but this was another one that the crowd ruined. Chanting all kind of stupid shit like Molson Ice and Poutine and the other stupid shit and Sorry. Stuff like that that Canada does. Uh, I thought the match was good. I thought the ending was decent because of how it happened. I just don't think it was explained as well as it should have been explained. Basically, Orton had Kofi beat and had him in front of his kids talking shit. Well, he wasn't really talking shit. He was kind of just like threatening Kofi's kids, and Kofi lost it. And the referee, Orton got caught up in the moment of playing mind games, and Kofi got caught up in the moment of whooping Orton's ass, and the referee got caught up in the moment of doing his damn job, which was counting them out. And so I liked it. I liked the finish. Uh, I know everybody's shitting on it. Excuse me. It's a title match at SummerSlam. You expect a one, two, three or whatever. What I I don't like about it is they always fucking do Randy wrong and do him dirty at SummerSlam. It always gets a non-finish at SummerSlam. Randy Orton cashed in on Daniel Bryan. And he fucking got his ass. He got his head busted a after Daniel Bryan beat John Cena in the middle of the ring, one, two, three, like the first time Cena had lost to anybody not named The Rock, fair and square, was Daniel Bryan, and Randy Orton came right out and fucking beat him without even touching him. He literally just handed the briefcase to Triple H and covered him. Just tell me they do Randy Orton wrong at SummerSlam. That's one of my favorite SummerSlam moments. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, the last couple... He has gotten his ass kicked by like Brock and he didn't even the match with Brock didn't even fucking start, did it? Yeah, like it took a, took an elbow to the top of the head and he was gone. No, it it started because he RKO Brock on the announce table, and then he went back in to pin him and Brock kicked out, and that's when Brock busted him open and they stopped the match. And then apparently Jericho tried to fight Brock backstage because he thought it was real. Well, I'm sure it Jericho was. worked himself into a shoot. Is what the young kids are saying nowadays. Uh, who'd you pick for this match? Uh, we both picked... Oh, no, I picked Randy. You picked Kofi. And 77% picked Kofi. And 77% would be half right because it was a double count out. So, 
Kofi retains the title. This story continues, which I like because Orton was on vacation for so long. They didn't get a build to the story. It was kind of one-sided. So I kind of like that they're going to give them more time to to build this. Orton can say why he did what he did. Kofi can come back, blah, blah, blah. They can have a good match. Kofi can win and keep being a champion. Next match. We got The Fiend. Bray Wyatt versus the or Finn Balor, which... Kind of irritated because every time we've seen Finn Balor at SummerSlam, we've seen Finn Balor as Demon Balor, and we didn't get that this time. Well, and I think eventually, I think we're eventually going to see Demon Balor because it's going to be Demon Balor that gets going to get over over our uh, the Fiend. Maybe that's, that's why we didn't. Maybe that's why we didn't see Demon Balor. I'm pretty sure we both picked Bray Wyatt. We did. 89% of the votes on Twitter picked Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt won in a decent match. But let me be clear when I say this. That shit was creepy as hell. Uh, This man came out carrying a head with the eyelids sewed shut and the mouth wide open with a lantern shoved in it. And people were cheering for it. There's people online today asking if that's going to be sold on WWE shop and they're trying to buy. There's some sick fucking people in the world because that shit was creepy. Like, I understand the business of wrestling. Like, I understand all of it. I, I, you wear a Bray Wyatt mask at my house after nine o'clock when the sun goes down, you get a nine millimeter bullet put right in your ass. Cause, my God, that. I want to see that in real life. I kind of don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I would definitely hang that lantern from my balcony. I'm just saying. And Halloween's coming. But Halloween's one of my favorite holidays. So I love decorating. I love all the shit that comes out. So that kind of would just be perfect. Everything about his entrance, the, the the production, the lighting, the music, his, his old song, but done in a different way. Um... How after he got done beating Finn's ass, the lights went out, and then he just showed up on the on the ramp, and they only lit up half his body as he's standing there turned around. Like, everything about it was perfectly fucking creepy. And, yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Nightmares. Yeah. The, the, I'm not going to lie. The, uh, the entrance, for me, was probably the best part of the match. Uh, I don't know. I just... I. For him coming back, I felt it should have been a much better match than what it was. Um, I was expecting a little bit more. Like, we didn't even get Bray Wyatt-style match in this one. We got Bray Wyatt moves and a few other things, but it didn't. It just wasn't – it was very – maybe it was because it was more strategic to it, and he was just kind of like preying on his victim, but it just seemed very slow and boring for what, it, what was I was expecting. And then everyone's shouting out, this is awesome. Like, you're a fucking idiot because there's nothing awesome about this match. And you've been shitting on other matches that were awesome. Um, you're idiots. So I, I, wasn't expect, I, I wasn't excited or happy about the way this match went. Um, I was happy that Bray won because that's what I wanted. But I don't know. I was expecting more out of the match as far as a jumping off point. This is his first match back. There should have been more to it. Um we have KO with the Stone Cold Stunner. 
We have Bray Wyatt with the mandible claw. So I'm guessing the next person to return is going to come out with the people's elbow. Um, Montez tried that on NXT, but he got that, that dastardly son of a bitch. Uh, what's his name? Damn it. I can't think. Isn't it the cool one in NXT that does the guitar riff? O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, he stopped Montez from doing. Montez went for the people's elbow, and then he hit a rock bottom. Well, I mean, you know, Bray Wyatt does do a version of the rock bottom, but not exact. So. He's just stealing everybody's moves. I mean, does the rock bottom? Does the mandible claw? Pretty soon he's gonna do a fucking angle slam. Uh. Maybe he'll do some sweet chin music because everybody does that now. Everybody does uh, that. I mean, you can't. I mean, you know, Ziggler already has that. So, I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe he'll drop down like a razor's edge or something. Um, diamond yeah. cutter. Um, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. He's got to bring something over. Yeah. I swear, if he does the one arm chicken wing like Bob Backlund used to do, like that'll be it. That'll be really creepy with that mask on. Seventy-one percent of people picked. Brock Lesnar and boot to the face picked Brock Lesnar. Both of Across us. Cross board. Both of us. So we're wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong because of the internet. Seth Rollins is quickly becoming one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. Uh, as long as he quit doing that damn sling blade and that little suicide dive that I don't like, Rollins is really good in the ring. Uh, when Brock Lesnar goes to German suplex you and you land on your feet and kick him in the damn face and then curve stomp him, like, okay, I see you. Like, you <laughs> you bringing it. Uh, this was a really good match. A really good match. I was extremely happy with this match. Um, one, because it was a good match. But ugh, I fucking hate doing this. I got to give the man his respect and give the man his due. Fucking A. Would never have expected Brock Lesnar to do the work and do the job and put Rollins over the way he Clean. Does. Holy shit. Clean like, as a whistle. He sold everything. He fucking took everything. Like, for 13 minutes, he fucking did it. Um, gotta give the man respect. I can't stand the guy. I'm happy he doesn't have the belt no more, but holy shit, did he get the, he fucking gave it to him. That's awesome. Yep, Seth Rollins, best pro wrestling in the world himself. Pro wrestling, I didn't say pro wrestler because I'm not going to go there. But the internet's favorite son is now your universal champion after slaying the beast one more time. And this wasn't like WrestleMania where he kicked him in the nuts. Brock basically beat the dog shit out of him for an entire match. And Seth wouldn't quit and kept coming back, kept countering the F5. He only kicked out of one F5. So you he can't fucking, say this was... He fucking was a cat and landing on his feet out of German suplexes. Yep. So people can't say it was like Roman Reigns where he kicked out of like six of them before he finally lost to one. He kept countering them. You can't get beat by something if they don't hit you with it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, Seth doesn't think men versus women is realistic, but him beating Brock Lesnar is. Uh, first of all... Him beating Brock Lesnar is way more realistic than your average female wrestler versus your average male wrestler. Hate to break that to you. Uh, You can be as inclusive and as equal rights and all that shit as you want to be, but 
nine times out of ten, a man fighting a woman is not going to go well for the woman. And that's just fucking physical facts. And people can get mad at that all they want to, but it's the truth. That's why I don't like intergender wrestling. Because, well, I got personal reasons why I don't like it, but I just don't like it. Uh, But Seth Rollins, universal champion, him and Becky can go back to having their weird fucking two titles and sledgehammers. Your your Becky two-title shirts works again because you know she fucking, you know, I mean, she already owns his fucking, got his balls in a sack, so now she's got his title too. Well, she don't carry a purse, so what the hell would she carry him in? She's Becky two belts again, man. She's going to come out with his title now. Oh, could you imagine? She walked out with the WWE or Universal Championship now, too. Oh, somebody damn. say somebody said, uh, Becky, it was a <laughs> it was a gift of Becky slapping Seth on the ass and it said Becky two straps. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can feel that in yourself, uh, uh listeners. Uh, if you can't get that humor, I don't know what to tell you. But it's just the kind of thing we bring you here. Well, I mean, you know, Roman did call her man. He said, call her the man. (laughs) You know, know boys share share stories with each other, so. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's You know what? I'm not even going to follow that one up. Uh, SummerSlam was a good pay-per-view. We both ready to be. Monday Night Raw is about to start in a little while. We will be back this Sunday recording episode 43. What was this? Yes, this is 42? Yep. Episode 43 of Boot to the Face. We'll be talking about everything Monday Night Raw, everything SmackDown, everything NXT, everything new. G1. About we, will, G1. We, we will recap G1 because it'll be over. It's over. We'll and recap the guy that. that I think is going to beat, he's going to beat Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 14? 15. 15? Ooh. Yeah. Wrestle Kingdom 15. The man that I wanted to win the entire thing to begin with won the entire thing, and I am excited about it, and it's going to be great. I'm not a huge New Japan fan, but I watch the big shows, and I saw this guy wrestle live in New York City. Fucking A, shut up. I don't even know who's in the final match. I just know Kota is in the final match. I don't even know who the second person is yet. So don't say shit. You're gonna ruin it for me. I'm literally so I'm gonna say I'm anything else. Gonna get off the recording right now, and I'm gonna put on G1. You know what we need to do? That? Next year we're going to Tampa for Mania. Yes, right? we are. Correct. You know what we need to do the year after that? that? We need to, to say Japan? fuck Mania, and we need to go to Wrestle Kingdom. I want to go to Wrestle Kingdom. I thought about going this year. But you know the only thing stopping me from going is a long fucking plane ride. <laughs> <laughs> You can just take take a fucking come out, fly out here, and then we'll take. I'll, I'll have you take a ship, a, a cruise across sea. God damn! How many vacation th- days you think I got, Marty? I don't it's know, like man. a two week trip. Figure that shit out when it comes to January. What's the plane ride from LA to Japan? Uh fucking like fifteen hours, I think. Oh fuck no! I watched this shit on pay per view. <laughs> no sir, fifteen hours in an airplane. They're nice airplanes. Well, they you, you can sleep on them. They're bigger airplanes. They're not fucking airbuses. I can't sleep on an airplane. I've tried everything. Oh, you fly out here. I'll get you to fall asleep. 
take I'd care say, of. I, I've had he melatonin. will get you taken care of. I've had whiskey. I can't okay. fall asleep on an airplane. I'm about to hook you up with another W around there and fucking get you set. Get I you can't some, do that. And I have a job. Get you some nice candies. The we just fucking. Not, it'll be a long ass vacation. It'll be out of your system before you get back to California. It's just not legal in Georgia. It's legal in California. It will be out of your system by the time you get to Georgia. Hmm. Maybe. This has been episode 42, our SummerSlam recap after our SummerSlam preview show. Again, you can find a Bearded Master on Twitter and Instagram at a Bearded Master. You can find us on Twitter at Boot to the Face with the number two or Instagram, Boot to the Face underscore. And you can find our t shirt store at prowrestlingtees.com slash boot to the face. iTunes, Spotify, uh, Spreaker, Google Play, YouTube. Our stuff automatically gets you loaded to YouTube now at Boot to the Face. I mean, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find Boot to the Face. Download it. Go give us a rate and subscribe on whatever podcast and format you listen to. And yeah, that's it. Marty, you got anything else? I do not. I'm good. Go. Well, for Marty Vasquez, I am Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face saying peace. Later.